Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to you on the East Coast in the afternoon and on the West Coast in the morning. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm great to be with you today, and great to bring you a really great guest. Today we're talking about addiction, an addiction and addicts who are now sober and how we can live a, a sober life after addiction. My guest is Bucky Sinister. His book is still standing, Addicts Talk About Living Sober. Bucky Sinister is a recovering alcoholic and addict. He's the author of several books of poetry and Get Up, a 12-step guide to recovery for misfits, freaks, and weirdos. He lives in San Francisco and you can visit him at BuckySinister.com. Welcome, Bucky. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me, Patricia. Yeah. Interesting name. Yeah, yeah. It's my whole punk name. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we, we uh, came, came out of the punk scene, uh, you know, and we all had goofy names. Mine stuck because I started getting published with it. So. Oh, so it's so not a real get... name. Oh, no, no. <laughs> there's, not a, there's not a Mr. and Mrs. Sinister out there. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, there are some things in your book that I'd really love you to talk about. Okay. Because you list in your book ten things that every recovering addict should have. Oh yeah. yeah. What are they? Oh wow! <laughs> Quiz me. Like I don't have the book in front of me. Uh, but but yeah, well, just give like us a few. Well, one of the things is like uh, you should have more than one towel. Uh, <laughs> you should. Uh, like you know, uh, there's real simple things like that. You should, uh, you should have a, a decent bed. Uh, you should have a bank account. Uh, these are all things that, like you know, normal people take for granted. But a lot of people, uh, we we don't really know these things. We have very little life skills uh, coming out of addiction, and uh, we still live kind of like we're living in a squat or or in, in the crack house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, that's that's kind of who I wrote the book for. It's like. There's a lot of advice uh, that gets passed around the rooms. It's passed around. So it's, it's actually humorous too. Oh and yeah, you have yeah, been oh, a stand. Yeah, you have been a comedian as well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of a lot of twelve step groups are, are are very funny. Like uh, we, we laugh during the meeting all the time, and we're kind of portrayed in the media as these really kind of sad sack, kind of head hanging, weepy people, but. I, well, there's a lot of joy to be found in the meetings, and, and, yeah. and I try to keep that sense of humor in there. We have a kind of a dark, weird sense of humor because 
we all kind of cheated death a little bit. And, and so now uh, we're trying to live our lives. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there. I try to include a lot of the advice that uh, and maybe not as, like, directly related uh, to sobriety, but just living a sober life, right? It's not so much – I mean, there's enough already said about steps, step work, that kind of thing. I'm trying to – help people their life skills to kind of go on there. Well, let know. me read this, Bucky, because I think it's, it's, it's true, but it's also there's some humor to it as well. Ten sure. things that every recovering addict should have. Mm-hmm. Socks and underwear. Yeah, yeah. More than one <laughs> towel. Yeah. <laughs> Curtains. Oh, yeah, Excuse yeah. Use my cold. A bed. Yeah. More than one set of sheets. Yes. A bank account. Mm-hmm. A credit card. Yeah. A DVD player and a TV. Yeah. Kitchen stuff. Uh-huh. A phone. Yeah. And Danny Boy. What is Danny Boy? Oh, yeah, Danny Boy. That, that's, uh, that, that's the interview that follows that section. Uh, he's, he's my tattoo artist. Uh, and he's also been one of my best friends in, in sobriety and one of the guys that really helped me out early on. Uh, he's one of the guys I knew uh, when we were acting out. Uh, in the drug and alcohol life, and uh, we both kind of got sober around the same time. And he really, like, helped me with a lot of things about just pretty much how to socialize uh, with other people because I didn't really know how to do that without the you know, help of, of being wasted. I just really hadn't before. Uh, it started really young. And at the time when I was supposed to be learning social skills, I, I was learning how to drink instead. So uh, that that's kind of... One of the reasons he was really, uh, really instrumental for me. But yeah, these other things there too. Uh, yeah, I think I had the phone when I got sober. I didn't have any of these other things. Uh, and, uh, it just really, uh, you know, and I found a lot of people in the same situation, you know, uh, a lot of people get sober in their, in their thirties and they've never used a washing machine or, or gone on a job interview or any of these things. Uh, so I really try to help people from the bottom up. You know, it's a lot of self-help books uh, almost assume that you kind of have your life together a little bit. Uh, I, I don't assume that at all. Mm-hmm. Now, you have seven habits of highly normal people. Right. And one of the things you mention here is keeping up with world events, budgeting, mm-hmm. saving tax forms, saving money, right. keeping, a, keeping a list of past landlords, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's all these yeah, these standard things that you know people should do that I didn't know I was supposed to be doing all this time, and uh, I you know people that like I tried to get a new apartment and they asked me for a list of past landlords. I was like, I don't, I don't have that. Who keeps that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I tried to get a a, uh, a loan, and they wanted uh, to see my my tax returns. And I was like, I don't know if I can find those. Who keeps that stuff? <laughs> and. Uh, I found out everybody does but me. <laughs> so, uh, or they should. And, and that's the kind of thing. It's like, you know, I, I wasn't really raised right. I, 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 you know, I, I didn't really know how to be a real adult. So I, that's a lot of this thing is just kind of filling in a lot of these holes that we have, you know, just because, you know, we're basically like those of us who started drinking and using in our teenage years. We're, we're kind of still like junior high kids in adult bodies. We're like just... Kind of, you know, we don't really have the, the, the necessary life tools. So that's something you learn in the 12-step groups? So you learn around 
how to, well, how to, it's, it's, it's a, something we learn with, with the other, you know, the other recovering people. It's like, so, because we can open up to each other and be like, hey, look, man, I, I, I don't know how to get a bank account. What do you need to, how do you do that? And it's kind of embarrassing to ask a lot of these things. And, uh, uh, you know, like, I've had people just like, just ask me, like, should I go to the dentist? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Like, you know, it's like we don't quite know these things. And, and so it's, this is stuff that, like, you know, like recovering, the kind of life skills for recovering addicts and alcoholics. You talk um, in your book about finding your second pink cloud. What's a pink cloud? Oh, wow. Yeah, your pink cloud is, like, uh, usually kind of when you're new in recovery, it's this term uh, that just means, like, things start to go well, and you feel really great. Uh, and, and it's kind of walking around, like, like for days on the end of, like, wow, everything's working out. Everything's fantastic. Uh, and, uh, and it lasts for a little while, and it's just... Kind of, you know, uh, just really when you remove a lot of these negative things from your life, you just get uh, this really quick, like, uh, fast elation. And, uh, and uh, my thing is, like, you know, people say it passes, but my whole thing is, like, you should really kind of figure out where your, where your kind of more permanent pink cloud is and, and maybe move your life towards that. You know, with me, I, I found that it was a lot of uh, stage performing and, and a lot of life in the arts and being around very creative people. Uh, that makes me super happy. I love going to see theater, and uh, I love going to comedy clubs, and I love performing, and I love being on stage. So I kind of move a lot of my life to where I can I can be in that. And when I'm doing a lot of that, I, I am kind of walking around on, on the cloud, you know. And that's, uh, I, I, there's a little fiction in the book that is kind of about, you know, like you need to find what, what, what something healthy for you that makes you really happy and makes you really fulfilled. Um, and, and just spiritually satisfied, and, and kind of move your life to, to that. Because I don't even think that we that really makes a difference. Yeah, it's it's something kind of, that, as you said, that makes you feel satisfied. Yeah, you, you really know, enjoy. And, and I, I think a lot of like the, the normal like addict mindset is, is to just react to the world that happens. So you just get high and you wait for stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we put down the drugs, and we're still waiting for something to happen. Uh, it's, uh, no, you can go out and take action, and you can you can you can find activities and things you like. And, and yeah, for normal people, they they might think, uh, oh, obviously you, you get a hobby or something you're interested in. And I think I have to remind this of, of like the new the new recovering addicts. I, I remind this of Melissa. You know what? You can you probably enjoy something. <laughs> you should figure out what it is. Um, and and some people it's it's it's, it's some kind of like hands-on thing could be gardening, or could be like working on uh, working on motorcycles, or, or whatever it is. Uh, my my interest would be more like creative, artsy type thing. But you know, for everybody, it's different. But it's just like, yeah, go pursue something. It's not just about not drinking or using. It's about doing something that you couldn't do while you were high, like because you know you're too busy, like you know, going to the bars. I mean, now you have this free time. You can go pursue something. You can go pursue your life and your goals. And that. all right, now let me ask you. You've been sober since 2002. Right. So that's almost 10 years. Not quite, but almost. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is the big difference now, Bucky, in the way you live from the way you lived then? Oh, wow. Uh, I... My life then was incredibly self-centered as far as just, you know, me first and and uh, just really, like, what can I do for me today? And, uh, and, and, and just this whole thing of, like, 
when something bad would happen, I took it really personally. Like anything in the world was was about me, and uh, I I think it really like you know this this whole a lot of the twelve step philosophy is, is you know trying to trying to you know get me back in my place and be like, hey, you know what? There's other people. My actions do affect other people, and 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 uh, you know just really basic things that I think are just my business, no one else's business. You know what? Maybe that can hurt other people if I do that, or, or or maybe I should think today about how I can help someone else instead of you know how I can help myself. You know, um, and, and I, so I, you're I, more I, you're more directed outside of yourself, is what you're saying. Absolutely, I'm I'm, I'm much more at peace with the outside world. And what uh, are some of the things you're doing now, like a regular activity that you might not have done then, or you didn't do then? Well, uh, you know, I I, I in these these nine years I've been sober. This is my this is my fourth book, uh, and 15 years of drinking I wrote one, uh, and that's uh, that's that's kind of the difference. Is I get a lot more done, and I'm kind of doing more of what I want to do more often, and having a lot more success with it. And, and I'm still kind of the same person. It's just like, I think I, I approach my life and the world around me in a lot better, more sane way of being. Uh, there's a uh, I, I, I have a, a weekly comedy show that I put on with three other friends of mine uh, in San Francisco, and and uh, I think if I were, um, you know, if 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 I weren't sober, I wouldn't need to be able to organize that, or I wouldn't have to follow through to put it together, or that I might have a big falling out with them because I would need to have my way all the time. I'm able to compromise. I'm able to cooperate. And things like that, and just real, really basic life stuff that. Uh, Do you I didn't feel have like your life is much richer and fuller because you're in it rather than being more numb? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I do really like you know I, I you know I, I absolutely like have a, a wider emotional range and and just can really appreciate the, the small things. Uh, I I look back at some of the years of my life, a lot of these good things were happening, but I was just too absorbed in some negative thought to really appreciate these good things going on around me. Hmm. When people come to you um, for advice, and I'm sure they do, I'm sure they hear you and they hear you on the comedy circuit or they're in a group, what do you say to them? You know, people who might say, you know, Bucky, I'm really struggling, but I'm not ready to give up my behavior, and I, I, I don't know what to do. What do you say? Uh, well, you can wait for things to get worse. <laughs> You know, like how bad do you want things to get? Like, you know, when do you finally give up? And that's the idea when we when we talk about hitting bottom. It's like, you know, you really hit a bottom. You're ready to do things a different way. You know, and if you still think you got a system or you got things figured out or you can make it work, you probably won't be willing to go through all the steps because uh, they're they're not fun. <laughs> they're they're not Let's easy. Let's talk about twelve step groups, what sure. they are and what they mean and how they can help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, just well, explain them. Well, I, you know, uh, 12 steps are, are pretty much a diagnostic tool. Uh, kind of the, you, you, you apply them to your life, and, and, and you're going to find one thing that, that really sticks out, at least, that's really hard uh, to get over. Uh, well, one of the things, I mean, the, the famous one is where you, you, you make amends for the wrong you've done, and that's one that a lot of people know about, but there's a lot more. Uh, for me, there's a whole uh, time where you make a list of all the resentments and grudges you have in your life, uh, and you acknowledge what your part in them is, and that was that was really difficult for me. I I, I didn't think I I had a part 
and, and all these resentments I, I had of, of other people. And, and when, when I finally like started looking at that really honestly, uh, I said, wow, you know, I, it, it's not the world against me. I, like, you know, I, I'm to blame for some of these things as well. Um, and, and to forgive other people, to forgive things that have been done to me, I, you know, was, was really difficult. So, I mean, that's one that stuck out to me, but, but for other people, it might be a different thing. Uh, but it, it's almost like a diagnostic tool where, you know, that you kind of go through and you kind of figure out where the little broken parts of your life are, and then you can kind of go to work on those. And, 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 and you other it. people who've been through the same thing. Absolutely, and, it, and it's all done by people who've been through the same stuff. Like, I, I never really listened to doctors or, or, or psychiatrists or, or um, uh, you know, uh, police or teachers, guidance counselors, anybody. Because uh, I always thought, like, you don't know what it's like to be me. You haven't been through what I've been through. And uh, this is, you know, uh, every, every 12-step group, no matter what the, uh, the, the little letters are on it, uh, they're all made up of volunteers, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, there's no professionals there. We're, we're all just helping each other out, and we're all just uh, deciding that, uh, you know, like I'm going to help another person that who's going through what I went through, oh. and uh, that's really all run. So it, yeah, and, and Bucky, the really close groups that you're involved in are alcoholic for Alcoholics Anonymous, but from that original group, there are so many other groups now, aren't there? I mean, codependents. For sure. people into drugs, mm-hmm. sex addiction, gambling addiction, right. alcoholic. Uh, there's so many debt, people into debt. I mean, there's a, there are many groups. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, you know, sometimes you need people who have, like, specific experience of what you've been going through. And, and, and I do think that works out best to, you know, when, when finding your core group, uh, I... I I try to find people who, uh, in, in my group, who, who drank like I did in the same ways, uh, and you know, to, to, for help, and uh, also the people who, who maybe use the same kinds of drugs that I use, uh, and because it is different. Uh, you know, someone, someone who's you know recovering from, from heroin does have uh, some, some differences between someone who's recovering from alcohol. Uh, at, at, at the core, we're all dealing with the same really base emotional issues, but on the surface, on the physical surface, they're, they're, they're different temptations. They are. They're, they're a little bit different. Uh, and and uh, the, uh, the ramifications that come from that uh, are, are, are going to be different, too. Like, you know, you don't... Like, the difference between the, the alcohol and, and, and the hard the drugs, if, if your main temptation is heroin, you're not going to see that at a wedding. Uh, <laughs> but when you go to the wedding, you, you, people are going to try to hand you champagne. Uh, there's, you know, there's, there's that thing, and, and yeah, definitely with, with other addictions, uh, like, you know, like, like uh, the, the food addictions and the eating disorders, you have to learn to regulate and manage. Uh, you can't, you can't choose abstinence. Uh, I can quit drinking yeah, forever. That's hard I, I, one. The behavior ones. I was going to ask you about that. The differences in the different behaviors, because food definitely is a substance. But if you look at sex, or you look at gambling. Or you right. look at um, procrastination, or um, what was it? The debt. I mean, there are certain things we have to keep doing to function. I mean, you know, people still want to have sex. They still want to be able to yeah, use we, money. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So, that, so that's, that is like one of the big difference between the uh, the addictions and and what um, <laughs> and what were you? Yeah, I got a fire truck going by me. Okay. Um, 
Uh, we, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you know, like yeah, like the, the, like the drug and alcohol user can just go completely absent. We can just completely quit using. Uh, whereas other people need to learn to manage and regulate behavior, and that's that's an entirely different trick. Uh, I, I I I'm not good at halfway. Uh, I'm good at all. I'm good at nothing. And I, halfway is really hard for me. Uh, but, for it, but with alcohol, it does have to be all or nothing. Is that correct? I, that's that's the best way that I found. I, I really like. Just, I, you know, I, I think some some people like you can you know can stop after a couple, and I I can't. I, I get that little switch thrown in my head. I tried for years to learn how to pull it back. You know, but long before I ever decided to go to a 12-step group, I, I really, like, tried every way I could think of to, to regulate and moderate, and I could not. I, 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 once I get that little thing in me, I just, I, I just want a whole lot more. <laughs> and uh, and, and it's, it, it's really kind of uh, – it's, it's, it's a little maddening, uh, and, and I hate that feeling. You just like the taste of it just made me – Bucky, do you still get cravings for alcohol, or would you say that you don't have them anymore? Uh, I don't get the physical cravings anymore. Like, but I, you know, at one point I, I did have severe physical cravings for it. Uh, I was physically addicted to it. Um, but you know, yeah, um, you know, emotionally, like that's where that's where it will hit if it does, and you know. If, like you know, the hard times uh, where you know you want things to turn off. Uh, you know, near the end of my drinking, it didn't really work anymore. But mm-hmm. there, you know, there there was uh, you know, there was times in the early years, and that's what kind of drew me to it. Is when I would when I would drink, I didn't uh, I didn't feel uh, I didn't feel bad anymore. I didn't. I didn't care about the things that had happened to me. So now, if I, like you said, I go through a bad breakup or something like that. You feel it. I, I, I'm like, yeah. It's like, I, I know it makes all these feelings go away. You know, at least that one part of my head still says that. And I just know, like, no, it's just an illusion. It come back, and they come back worse than they were. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so you're so going to that. Must, that's also part of the recovery, isn't it? Being able to feel your feelings and accept them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and you know, like I said, you know, in our teenage years, when when people like me are supposed to be learning all these emotional skills to to deal with with, with sadness or anger or even to deal with joy, I you know, I, I didn't really allow myself to develop that, so I'm kind of emotionally stunted in some ways. Uh, so you know, it's. That's part of it. It's just like now I got to go through it, and once you go through these things a lot, you kind of learn how to deal with them. It's like okay, what? All right, what we makes have a few minutes better? left, Bucky. So, what would you, what would you say to people about living sober? What would be your general advice about living sober? Oh yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. Anyone can get sober, and getting sober is, you know, just maybe takes a, you know, a couple of weeks in rehab. But living sober is kind of an attitude that you take. Uh, for your whole life of, of you know, uh, me, I really want to know my proper place in the world and, and, and my proper place in society. Uh, like I said, given left to my own devices, I think I'm the most important person around. I think the world revolves around me, or I think that it should <laughs> if it doesn't. And uh, I, I think for me, living sober is to, you know, always 
keeping aware of, of, of other people around me, how I affect other people, how, how, my, uh, you know, how my actions affect others. You know, am I, am I acting selfishly today? Am I acting out of fear today? You know, is, you know can, I, can I act out of, you know, uh, out of love and faith instead? You know? So it's and very I, much being aware of other people, taking yourself out of yourself, and, yeah. and, uh, and making some conscious decisions based on what's here in front of you now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And another way I, I could put it is like a, being a jerk. <laughs> you know, it's like that's kind of the thing, too. It's like don't, you know, don't be a jerk. <laughs> you know, and and, and uh, I, I think that's, you know, <laughs> there's, you know, when I see someone uh, acting uh, rudely to me or or, or just, you know, acting in, in, in a, just a, a really uncomfortable way toward me, I, I kind of know it's like, oh, that guy's, that guy's in some pain. I know where he lives. You know, I kind of have more compassion so you, now more detachment. than anger. So you learn a lot of the detachment. Bucky, how can people find your book and read more about it or contact you if they'd like? Oh, okay. Well, uh, I, I'm uh, hopefully at your local bookseller, and I'm, uh, you can also find us uh, at, at, you know, online. Uh, I know Amazon. I sell, I, uh, sell things through Amazon. I, you know, I'm on Kindle. Uh, if you're going to go uh, and various other uh, electronic uh, e-books that are just still coming in all, all different types uh, these days. And uh, so it just basically however you want it, uh, you, you can contact me at Bucky of Oakland at Yahoo.com if you'd like to. Uh, or just, you know, you can even find me on Twitter if you want. I'm Bucky underscore Twitter. Uh, and Facebook, on, Bucky? Are you on Facebook? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a group page for me. If you just search Bucky Sinister, you should be able to find the group page. Uh, because it's not my, uh, it's not the name my mom and dad gave me. They don't let me have it as a personal profile. So, <laughs> All right. They've been very clear about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went through Bucky, with them already. It's been great to have you on, and I think really yeah. you know, you've given some really good tips and some really good points for people okay, about cool. uh, staying sober, <clears throat> whether you've been an addict or not. These are good principles yeah. to live by. Um, I guess it's been Bucky Sinister, not his real name. Uh, <laughs> his book is still standing, Addicts Talk yeah. About Living Sober. He's the author of Get Up. And you can log on to, uh, what's the website again, Bucky, please? Uh, which one? Is it BuckySinister.com? There, there is one there. It's a little outdated. But, yeah, you can find it there. And you'll find my email from there. And any others? Uh, you know, like I, I, I would go to Amazon or, or, or Twitter. Okay. Update. All right. All Thank right. you so much for being on the program. Okay, thank you. Thank for you, and me. stay on the line. All right, folks, remember stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 